Welcome to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Ben Tucker and Eric Briggs, two lifelong Panthers fans from North Carolina. Whether you're a diehard fan or a casual observer, this is the Panthers podcast for you. Do us a favor, click on the link tree in our bio and give us a follow on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Keep Purring, a Carolina Panthers podcast, episode six. We are available pretty much wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, you name it. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. And if you do, we hope you'll subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Today's episode will consist of our reaction and takeaways from the Jets preseason game, a word on the Justin Houston signing, takeaways from Camp Confidential, and we'll preview preseason game number two coming up this Friday against the New York Jets. Eric, buddy, I'd ask you how you've been doing, but we just hung out three days ago. (laughs) As you know, uh, we spent the day in Charlotte. Should yes. we tell the people about our day? I think it would be a disservice not to. I feel like uh, people need to commiserate uh, our experience. <laughs> right. And uh, and just maybe maybe we won't feel quite so alone. Um, it, was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. It was a very early start to the morning on mm-hmm. Thursday, only yep. to be turned back at the basically at the front door 30 minutes away before the practice was canceled was absolutely oh, brutal. so disappointing absolutely brutal i had a crushed 12 year old uh <laughs> who was very very excited about who, it who was more crushed though him or you and i, I you, mean, you you were me. you were the most crushed <laughs> uh no but it was you know and i apologize um I had spicy wings for dinner, and so the congestion is still here. If I sound a little bit funny, that's what's up. But uh, yeah, we thank you. We had a we had a great time. Uh, you yeah. Know, listen, it, experiences are what you make it, and they are. Uh, I loved being on a trip with two people who were able to go with the flow. And while the universe decided that we were not going to watch the Panthers and Jets uh, practice against each other on Thursday, we uh, we were able to find some other cool stuff, which was great. Yeah. Tell us what we, we did. Yeah. Tell yeah I mean, we, we made we made those most of the day. Um, you know, we we were like, okay, let's let's reset. Let's hit the reset button here. And what we did was because we were about what 20, 30 minutes out we from were, Wofford. We were 30 minutes out from Wofford. 30 minutes out when we got the uh, you know, got the notification on on Twitter that they had canceled practice. So we said, okay, control what you can control. Like like the weather, the, the, we can't control that. Nope. So we turned around, we head, we went back to Charlotte, and we said, well, hey, why don't we go to the Panthers team store, right? Why don't we go to BOA, go to Bank of America Stadium? Uh, however, the only issue there was that the team store doesn't open until 11 o'clock in the morning. And at that point, I think it was 7.30, 8 o'clock. What time yeah, was it? Yeah, I think it was about 8 o'clock when we were uh, getting closer. So, so we're literally scram- like you're I'm driving, you're on your phone, like scrambling, looking up stuff in Charlotte. Like what, what the hell can we even do we at do? eight o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And every, it seemed like every idea that we had was like, Nope, they're not open yet. Nope. That's closed. So we went to a diner, um, <laughs> had a good breakfast. I think you had chocolate chip pancakes, right? Delicious. Yeah, uh, you delicious. and Riley both. What was, 
the yep. place we went? The Pancake House? Oh, uh, the original pan Pancake House. The original Pancake House. Great spot. If you're in Charlotte, if you're in Charlotte for breakfast, definitely go check that out. Um, I had French toast. It was great. Um, so anyway, we ate breakfast. We killed a little bit of time. And uh, it, honestly, great decision. Great decision to go to the team store because we got there and uh, it was almost like we had rented the place out for a few minutes. Like we got there and there were maybe yeah. what, three or four other people that walked yeah, in. There, at were the four, same time. there were four other people that were there and shout out to the, uh, the two dudes from uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh yeah. As we were sitting there complaining about our trip down and how bad it sucked. <laughs> These two guys, God bless them. If you're listening, shout out to you. They <laughs> drove from Huntsville, Alabama to see Bryce young play. They did not go to Wednesday's practice. They were right. going to only go to Thursday's practice. And then they finished hanging out with us at Bank of America. Incidentally enough, we, they were also in the original Pancake House with us, as, a, as strangely as that was. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Totally yeah. forgot about that. And we, I remember because you and I, you actually said to me at one point, you're like, should we mention that they were in the Pancake House with us? <laughs> you and felt creepy. Sitting? It, it did feel creepy. creepy, and we didn't mention yeah, it. We, we did didn't. not mention it. No, we didn't. Uh, probably for good reason. But I actually, I was I was talking to the the two people we're referring to was a a younger a younger kid and his dad, and I was talking to the dad um, because I'm a dad now, so that's what I do is I talk to other people's dads <laughs> when I'm in stores, and I was talking to him, and that's how I found out that oh he's going to the this kid is going to the University of Alabama. Starting next week. Oh, I didn't realize. And actually, that. Th we're recording this on on Sunday night. He starts tomorrow. <laughs> That's wild. So That's they wild. were they they came up here trying to it's go see, bad. trying to go see Bryce Young the Panthers and God that sucks. That really it sucks. Sucked. It really did. It really did. But you know we uh we're, we're we made the best of it and we, we had did. a wonderful day. Uh, we finished up at Top Golf. Had Top a great golf. time. Uh, knocking some balls around. Uh, you may right. or may not have seen them on Ben's um, uh, Twitter page. So, uh, but it, you know what, listen, we made the, we made the best day that we could out of it. And um, you know, it gave the uh, Panthers an extra day of, of rest. The the jets ended up practicing and maybe we should have practiced. Maybe we should have practiced uh, based off maybe. of, based off of what we saw on Maybe Friday. we needed that. Uh, I mean, I don't care if it was raining. Jeez. Uh, it was it was rough. It was I mean it was uh, brutal. Should we segue? Um let's do it. Let's let's talk about the shit show that was the oh, game. Oh god, okay. Well, uh let's talk about the, the Jets game. Um <laughs> through gritted teeth. <sighs> do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Yeah, How do you want to do this? I don't, I don't mind I don't mind starting. It's, okay. it's it's tricky to figure out what to focus on. And it here's is. here's the thing. As we've discussed multiple times, I'm a realist but an optimist uh which sometimes put me at puts me at end with myself but you know the whole point of preseason is to knock the rust off and to you know practice all of the things and right. i watched um i watched frank reich's uh press conference i watched it today i think it was from right after the game but the long and short of it is this do they want to win the game yeah do they really care about winning the game all that much not really it's about practicing all of the small things that are harder to practice in like at, you know at your own field without you know an actual uh, opponent on the field with you 
And so, you know, Frank Reich said, listen, we're not throwing out anything complicated. We're not showing anybody what we're going to be doing during the season. We're out there, you know, trying to um, put our players in positions that are going to bear fruit in the future if they have the opportunity to work, uh, you know, through them now. Mm-hmm. He said even at the end of the game, he was like, yeah, I, we could have kicked a field goal and put some points on the board, but what? But but why, right? Like, that's not what we're doing this for. So um, that's kind of my overall thought is that, and I mentioned it before, like, you know, last week or the, or the week before whenever we were recording that this is when you're supposed to screw up. It's when right. you're supposed to make mistakes. You know, um, the, the, the concerning things for me uh, were Bryce was hit three times on seven dropbacks. Uh, and one of them, dude got lit up. Um, I kind of looked like a, like a late hit roughing the passer type situation. I don't know if it was, if it was Tom Brady, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was tough. I do think, um, Dante Jackson looked pretty good in his, in the return from, from the couple of plays that, that he stood out, um, you know, for me, uh, I thought Hubbard looked pretty good and Blackshear looked really good. Um, I think I can't remember if Blackshear was one of your dudes to watch. I know you he and was. I separately had yes had conversations about him, so he looked really Hidden good. Jim. Yep, and then uh, thank you, Lars. And then um, you know I do think that it is one of those situations where you have the opportunity to learn more from a loss than you do from a win. Yeah, and you know there were a lot of learning opportunities. And then the optimist side of me comes out when you think about you know other other teams that had excellent regular seasons that had absolutely crap. Uh, preseasons i had to go back i remember this the stat but i had to go back and figure out what year it was it was in 2005 uh peyton manning they you know the that colts team went zero and four in the preseason and then finished the year the the season 14 and two so certainly not saying that we do that but the preseason is not the be all end all it's not going to determine whether we're going to the playoffs or not uh, i just hope that the that the team and the players and the coaches all took the opportunity to learn from it. And don't forget, this is preseason for the coaches too, right? right? These are the small things that we're talking about. How are plays being sent in? How are plays being communicated? How are the substitutions coming in and out? These are these are all like, you know, things that have to be worked through. It's not all about just the players. There's a lot that goes into uh, the, all the different moving pieces. We, we saw that we may not be ready for prime time quite yet. Uh, in this most recent game, but that's what it's there for. And I hope that the uh, the other fans recognize that, and I hope that the players and the coaches and, and the rest of the personnel take advantage of, of these next couple of games, uh, you know, knock all the rust off, iron out all the kinks, so that when we hit the ground, uh, you know, week one, um, you know, we're able to do great things. What are your thoughts? Let me take a breath here. So... I think you and I, you and I both are were optimists and glass half full type guys, and so I, I I'll talk about the the good stuff first. I'll talk about the things that I noticed that um, that got me excited. Uh, so first was Derek Brown. You know, in the limited time that he was in, uh, he looked really good. He was making a big impact. He had a handful of tackles, but r- what really the, the biggest impact that he was having was he was just eating up space on the interior, yeah. which um, is what we I, need him to do in this, in this defense. It's, exactly. It's what we need him to do. And at one point, Steve Smith pointed out like, Hey, they're, 
this was, I mean, early in the first quarter, Steve Smith was like, hey, man, they're, they're already double teaming Derek Brown. Like they know he's a problem. Yeah. So that was encouraging to see. Now, the other thing to think about with that is that uh, Brian Burns and Justin Houston were not playing. So, you know, uh, when the regular season starts, and I'm assuming I wouldn't expect either of those guys to play in the preseason at all. But when the regular season starts and those guys are coming off on the edges, I mean, they're not going to be able to double team Derek Brown. So, um, yeah. cause that's going to leave Burns or Houston free. Right. To, I'm blocked. So, um, loved what I saw from Derek Brown. Uh, I thought Frankie Louvu looked good. I thought he was, as always, his hair was on fire. He was all over the field. Uh, yep. crazy man. I love Frankie Louvu. You love him too. Um, you mentioned Dante Jackson. That was, I mean, super, super. That's one of the biggest positives that I took away. Like, Me too. That no injuries. N- yeah, no big injuries. For sure. But that play that Dante Jackson had where Mecole Hardman was going down the sideline, it was a one-on-one situation. And Jackson, um, you know, caught up with him, sla- you know, kind of slapped the ball down at the end there. And, and Mecole Hardman, obviously, is one of the fastest players in the NFL. Um, yeah. But that was such a that that had to be such a huge confidence booster for Jackson because yeah. that's the yeah. first time that he's been in a situation game like speed. that and yeah, game and speed. real game speed yeah in so so long and coming off of that Achilles, you know, we talked about that last episode, like just how from a mental standpoint the trust that it takes to yeah. gain your confidence back, and so that was huge, and I'm really looking forward to him seeing what he does, you know, in the next couple of preseason games to kind of build on that. Um, Bryce Young, obviously he was only in there for a short amount of time. And you talked about how, you know, he was pressured and on the, on the handful of dropbacks that he had offensive line wasn't holding up very well, but Bryce Young specifically for me, um, I thought he looked as expected. I thought he was, he looked comfortable. He looked calm. He looked poised. Um, he was going through his progressions quickly. Um, you know, he was getting the ball out quick. Um, although like we mentioned, he didn't have a ton of time to do so. He did take a few hits. He did take a few hits of one of them in particular was, I mean, he took a shot, but he popped right back up. And he said after the game, like they, the first two or three questions that he got asked in the, in the post-game press conference were about the hits that he took. And he's just like, yeah, no, that's, that's football. I, I, I didn't really think about it. You know, I'm just on to the next play. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a much bigger point of um, conversation for the media and for us fans than it is for, than it is for him. He didn't even, he's, he, do, he doesn't even think about it. Um, and then it's still, still on Bryce Young. Uh, I saw, so somebody on Twitter pointed this out that uh, in the very, in that very first play of the game, if you remember, uh, he completed a pass to Adam Thielen, That's but great. he also he got play. good play, but he also got hit. He took a shot. Yep. Um, which I'll get to that, but, uh, I just want to read a quote real quick from this person on Twitter. Uh, and this person, uh, they, they just, based on looking at their profile, they really know what they're talking about. They've got a football background. They said, speaking of that play, this was a serious read. He sees the jets in cover six with the boundary corner in a cloud. A lot of this lingo is probably not going to makes sense to you or I because we don't know all the X's and O's, but I'm just reading what he wrote. He sees the Jets in cover six with the boundary corner in a cloud. So he comes off the front side stick to work the backside high low 
He sees the linebacker get depth on the dig, so he goes under. Zero wasted time, no slowness. It doesn't take an expert to see that if he takes any longer, he is buried. Bryce got through four of his options. He went through his progressions. He got through four of his options despite his offensive line getting caved. This is very Joe Burrow. And that's exciting because that's not the first time that I've heard Bryce Young compared to Joe. Yeah, Burrow. no, I mean, you know, and I always go low when there's depths on the dig, you know, like I, oh, absolutely. I, I, that's, that's you, like one of, that's how I live my life. You that's have one to. of my guiding principles. Absolutely. Um, You've always said that. I've, You've always said that. Since a, I've a week you. doesn't go by that. I don't say that. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, like, I, I saw that cause I, I saw, um, somebody else kind of break down that same play. And basically mm-hmm. the idea was that, you know, he was supposed to go to his left. It was the, you know, everybody was covered. Um, there was trips on the right, I think. And then Thielen kind of, uh, you know, kind of came back. It was super encouraging for me to be kind of the first play of the game because it indicated that, Hey, this is what we were expecting. We were probably going to see and hoping that right. we were going to see second play, um, you know, first pass, I think, um, you yep. know, it was, uh, it was, it was nice eight yards, whatever it was, got us a first down, literally the only first down that he got the entire day, but it told you, um, but, but it, it was just proof of concept, right? Yep. So when you're coming up with an idea, a strategy, a plan, whatever you have this concept. And then that was kind of the proof of concept. This is like, Hey, this kind of thing can work now. Did we see other things end up in shambles for the rest of the game? Yes, and I'm going to talk about that. You know, as we're as we're looking at next week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly a lot of places to improve. Uh, but again, this is when you want to see those things. You want to yeah. see them in the in the preseason game so that you have the opportunity to fix them. Right. Uh, you don't want to see it after we've already started the you know the season uh, with the Falcons. Preferably and now not. we're starting zero and one, trying to you know make these kind of same changes. So, um, are there things that we need to work on? Absolutely. Were there uh, some really good takeaways, both positive and negative, in areas that we can improve? Absolutely. Um, is Bryce just as boring after an actual game as he is after a practice? 100%. Um, and do we still need to get reporters effing microphones? Yes. Mm, yes, we do. <laughs> That's, and, uh, you know, but I do think oh, yeah. I, like we can't read too far into, into um, uh, preseason games. Um, I think that, you know, they're indicators, but, that's really kind of what they are. It tells us what we need to focus on over the next month uh, or three weeks. Whatever. I will push back. I will push back a little on that. Okay. And, and here's what I'll say. Um, because I, I mostly agree that, you know, you can't read too much into preseason and I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm not freaking out. Like there's a lot of, if yeah. you, if you pay attention to Twitter, people are absolutely losing their shit. Oh, the sky is falling. The sky is yeah. falling. It's amazing, actually. It's kind of concerning how much people are, are you know, freaking out over this. But what I will say is the one thing, the one concern that I come away, and that most people have come away from, uh, from this preseason game with, is the offensive line. Um, so we've had, obviously, we're, we, we're down a guy. We don't have Austin Corbett right now. 
So he was replaced this game. We had a rotation of Cade Mays and Justin Cray, I believe, at right guard filling in for him. And um, and I know like we only played a handful of play. The starters only were out there for three series. We didn't really have much of a chance to get into a rhythm. But I mean, there were guys like Iki Iquano even looked bad. He allowed yeah. the first that first hit on Bryce. Uh, I somebody on on Twitter. I think actually it was it was Rashad Dave and Rashad from PNP um, shared the PFF grades for the offensive linemen for that game, the the starting offensive line for that game. Um, I'll make it simple. They were all bad. All the PF, all the all of their PFF grades were bad. Actually, Iki Iquanu's was the worst. Uh, and speaking of the backups, people, I mean, Cam Irving, Michael Jordan, people wanted their heads on a stake. <laughs> like people wanted want them cut. They want them off the team. Um, so I'm kind of like I'm kind of speaking for um, the Panthers Twitter community right now. Yeah. Uh, there's some concern there. Now the good thing is it was reported that immediately following the game, the Panthers offensive line coach, James Campen, and the all of the offensive line players got into a separate room, had a come to Jesus meeting because yeah. I mean that wasn't good enough. I don't care if it's preseason. I don't care if we score 50 points. I don't care, care if we score zero points. Like that performance in that short period of time to have Bryce get hit and pressured that many times. That's what I enough. care about. That's, yeah. that, that's what I care about is right. be, be crappy at run blocking, fine, whatever. But it's literally our franchise quarterback. It is right. his first game. You right. better hold the hell out of everybody that is trying to come past you Seriously. before you let him get hit. So, one, I, listen, there's a tremendous – I totally agree with you on that. In fact, I was reading something that was talking about uh, Icky went over to Bryce in the second half. Not even, The game wasn't even over mm-hmm. and said, we will do better. You know, like I, I think, I think yeah. everybody understood it was a problem. Right. And, you know, hey, we kept camping around for a reason. Supposedly one of the best offensive line, you know, coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Like, Did I'm, you, you see... know, like, that's really yeah. all there is to it. Let's fix it. Let's just fix it. And I think they will. Like, I, I think they will. That's I why I'm not overreacting. Yeah. That's why I'm not freaking out. Like, they, again, guys, it was like the three three uh series you know the jets had had a game we hadn't had a game you know like whatever there's a lot of excuses there's a lot of finger pointing you can do the long and short of it is this our offensive line played like shit yep uh we got bryce hit far too many times than he should have i mean hell matt corral got four sacks I think so, you know, just like it was just, it was just a shit show from the very beginning, everything having to do with the offensive line. We're going to need to like learn what we can from this game and then put it behind us and focus 100% on the night on the giants. That's all we can do because they know they screwed up. They're professionals. They are the experts in what this looks like. They know it wasn't good enough. And they also know that, Hey, you know, they're in a performance type business. And if they don't perform then then the Panthers are going to find somebody that does. So Fix it, or we're going to move on. Simple yeah. as that. Speaking of Matt Corral, did you have, like, for me, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I just thought, uh, I thought he had some good moments, but for the most part, 
I didn't think he looked great. Now, no, I was disappointed for him, like because of the offensive line too. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is his audition. That was part of like, it. That was part of it. This is his audition. He's he's yeah. trying to find another job. If we're mm-hmm. all being completely honest with this, yeah. And so this was his first opportunity to be back in, you know, in uniform and game speed in a year. And unfortunately, it didn't go as well as it could have. And there's a yeah. multiple different reasons for that. But the same reason why, you know, uh, Bryce was hit is the same reason that yeah. Matt Corral was sacked. And it's he was under duress. He, he didn't. He wasn't able to play great. Like you cannot play great when you're under duress, running for your life. You just can't do it. Yeah. So Not, I thought he has. He had his ups and downs. Hopefully, he'll have a better performance next game because yeah. I know that he'll probably play a lot of it. Um, and I'll just quickly mention one more good, one more bad before we kind of move on to the next thing. Um, good, Amari Barno. Amari Barno had a lot of great plays. He had a sack. Yep. He had a tackle for Absolutely. a loss. Um, yep. And people were excited about him on online um, because he's one of those guys that uh, I can't remember the exact stat, but I, when he did his combine a couple of years ago, like I believe he was one of the fastest uh, defensive ends that we've seen like well, in the combine era do, when he did his, his 40 time. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. You know, he's, he's a little, I think, smaller – little more undersized but uh anyway i i just think that edge edge rusher is a position that we obviously was a need for us that's why we went out and signed justin houston which is going to be our next topic of discussion but um but barno looked good it would be really cool to see somebody you know somebody outside of brian burns and justin houston on the edge kind of like pop in preseason and potentially make the team and be like a surprise you know, um, addition to the pass rush. And the, the other thing that I'll mention, uh, you and I both really like Jamie Robinson, right? Yep. Uh, but man, I don't know if you saw that particular play, but, uh, one good, I didn't see it. Not, not good. He, he had one particular play that really stood out because he, he missed the tackle guy comes up the middle, kind of did a spin move. And I saw somebody on Twitter, joking like that was the weakest spin move I've ever seen. How did he get juked by that? But somebody did a spin move, kind of he lost his footing. But the thing that was concerning wasn't that he missed the tackle. It was after the fact. It was the fact that, and you could clearly see it, he gave up. He he got he got juked and then he I mean he might as well have thrown his hands up because he just gave up and he didn't even chase the guy. And the guy ended up scoring a touchdown. And Steve Smith kind of laid into him a little bit on the broadcast. He was like, you know, unfortunately a lot of young players and a lot of these guys are not aware of how important this football game is because, you know, a guy like Jamie Robinson, yes, he was a draft pick, but he's fighting to, for a roster spot. too. That's not how you make a roster. That's not how you make a roster spot. Uh, He's, he's probably at least if he does make the team at the start, he's probably going to be mostly playing on special teams coming in on certain maybe to to you know give a guy a breather on defense he's not going to be a starter so like you've got to that's the thing that's one of the things that I wrote down in my notes at the very top for this game is that um uh, the the broadcasters during this game mentioned this a couple times they said you know during the preseason coaches are not looking 
necessarily for talent. They're looking for effort in preseason. So you can be the most talented guy in the world, but if you're giving up on plays and you're not, you're not putting, you know, effort on tape, like your ass is going to get cut. So I just hope, and it's a, look, he's a rookie. Like it's a learn, it's a teaching moment. So I'm sure that they will go back and they'll be like, Hey, like, dude, (laughs) you can't, you can't do stuff like that. Um, And I hope that's somebody I'll be definitely looking out for in the next game, hoping that, uh, hoping that they kind of turn things around, but, um, we'll move over here in a second to the Justin Houston signing. Anything else on the preseason game? Remind me, uh, Robinson, uh, was he, was it corner or safety he was playing? Uh, safety. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, Von Bell, Jeremy Chen, mm-hmm. Horn, you know, Dante Jackson. Woods. Yeah. They just, the Woods, they need to sit him down and be like, mm. because at this point, like, that's not how you do it, bro. At, at this level, and clearly I've not been confused for an NFL uh, athlete uh, before, but <laughs> at this level, um, you know, it sometimes the, the it, it is a razor thin margin. Yeah. Right. Because the best of the best are lining up across the line of scrimmage right at each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's that effort that is the difference. And we 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 are not in a position as a team that we can trot people out there that will not give it everything they can. And he, you're right. right. He draft pick or not, he is going to have to compete for a spot. And so, you know, I, I would, <clears throat> I think you're right. I think it's a learning opportunity. I think it's a, te- I think it's a teaching moment. And I think that we need the veteran leadership in that locker room to sit the young guy down and say, we believe in you. Everybody else on this team believes in you, but you've got to prove it and you've got to show it. So hopefully, hopefully they're able to do that. Um, yeah. You know, so Justin Houston. Uh, yeah. So the signing, we uh, we didn't see him this week. Nope. Um, but you've been pretty. You were pretty excited about this. Why are you so excited about him? Yeah, I mean, I just thought. Well, first of all, it was you know we had been fans had been kind of clamoring for. Scott Fitterer to go out and add somebody um, yep. at uh, at edge rusher for for the last couple months, and um, it was kind of frustrating at times to see some of these guys um, that that fans had at kind of at the top of their list uh, go to other teams, and you know we're all just kind of sitting around waiting. We're like, when is when is Fitty going to make his move? Um, but in typical, you know, in typical Scott Fitterer fashion. He's always got something up his sleeve. And the weird thing was that um, over the last few weeks, like I never even heard Justin Houston's name mentioned. I I don't even think I knew that he was a free agent. I knew that he played, was it for the Ravens last year? And he had a good year. He had nine and a half sacks and he's obviously a little older. I think he's 30, 32, 33, something like that. Uh, But yeah, I didn't even know he was available. So when we signed him, I was like, really? Okay. And I mean, the guy is, he's fantastic. I mean, he had that one year, I don't know exactly how long ago it was. I feel like it was maybe four or five seasons ago with Kansas city when he had 22 sacks in one season. I mean, yeah. you, that's just absurd. He's, he's an he elite. Nine, I think he had nine last year or something, right? He had like, nine he and a half. A, yeah, yeah. Nine and a half last year. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half last year as he, he's not going to be an every down guy. He's he will play a lot, but he's not going to play every snap. 
Um, yeah. So he's not going to get 22 sacks again. So Panthers fans, do not please do not <laughs> put that expectation on Justin Houston this year. But uh, no, I just thought that it was um, – it not only filled a need, but it was also the type of thing where, hey, this is a guy that's, you know, 32, 33 years old. He's lived a little. He's seen a lot in his day. He's he's going to yeah. be an amazing uh, another leader on that defense that's already kind of when you talk about it's already chock full of of leaders. When you talk about guys like Brian Burns, yeah. you know, Shaq Thompson, Von Bell. Now, like to add a guy like Justin Houston, um, a lot of people were saying. Who is it? A lot of people were saying that this reminded them of a signing that the Panthers made um, a few years back. I, I can't. I'm blanking right now. I can't remember it. But anyway, I just think it's. I just think it's. It's excellent. An excellent signing. So yeah, I think it's yeah certainly uh, way better than just a warm body, which is something that I had mentioned before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's great. Again, we didn't really get to see the defense in the way that it was intended to be run. We didn't have him. No. We didn't have, you know, Houston, we didn't have Burns and we weren't doing anything complicated. Uh, it was just get guys out there, get them reps, get them used to running around, you know, those yeah. type of things. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what, you know, what he, lo- what he looks like and, uh, hopefully can come in and be that veteran presence, uh, provide some leadership to, to some of the younger guys. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe Robinson, you know, guys like him see, you know, old man Houston going out there and busting his ass and realize that, you know, that's how you stay in the league for a long time. I'm not trying to be funny, but like that's how you stay in the league. No, oh, yeah. You know, that's is. that's how you're that's how you're 32 and you're still racking up nine and a half sacks. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm excited to see him come in. I think that that's I think it's a, a good signing from what I know. But, you know, proofs in the pudding. We'll see how everybody works all together. Yeah. I agree. All right. So next thing you want to talk a little bit of camp confidential. Cause that was awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Are they doing more than one of these? That's like what, they did the blueprint thing. That's a good question. I don't know, but actually I watched it again um, earlier today and I was actually looking for, did it, does the title say episode one and it doesn't, it, it doesn't. doesn't. So uh, I'm thinking maybe it's just that one episode. I'm not sucks. sure. It kind of sucks, but but hey, the one episode was super well done, and um, I mean, I have a few, I have a few takeaways. Uh, but what, what about? I'll throw it to you first. Like, what was there anything that stood out on your end for that? Uh, first, sh- uh, shout out to the Panthers uh, video team and production team. I yeah. thought it was really good. I think that this is the, you know, they did a great job with the uh, Panthers blueprint. The three episodes of that. Um, I thought this was really good. You know, it's so funny. I was watching, uh, I had to remind, it's been a little while since I've seen it. So I had to kind of like remind myself, you know, everything yeah. that's in there. Yeah. And, um, there are two things that, that made me chuckle and kind of stood out, uh, for me. Uh, and they were both, uh, Frank Wright when, uh, <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say when he was, t- so the first time when, uh, he said, uh, I'm told that this is a saying I asked around and uh, we're going to keep it 100. Mm. And then, then mm-hmm. he asked Bryce young. He was like, is that right? Bryce did I, did I do it? Okay. And Bryce was like, you could tell whether he was, he was trying to decide whether to actually say, say something <laughs> or not. And then he was like, uh, it's, it's 100 without, without the R and the R. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was so great. Almost had um, it. 
so that was that was really funny and god bless him he even had it up on a slide uh on the on the screen it just, did you see the video was, i posted on twitter on that no but uh my girlfriend told me you posted one on <laughs> yeah i i put i was just kind of in like a funny funny kind of mood so i did a yeah. little like skit where i was pretending to be frank reich and because it was just it was so cringy but not but it, like i love frank reich I yeah it it was cringy in a like you could tell he was kind of trying to try you know yeah. what I mean? like he was like he was putting in effort and it was just yeah. like anyway it was and it if was you watched funny. i don't know if anyone else did this probably just me because i'm crazy but i when i i when i re-watched camp confidential and came to that scene um right after he said it and the camera cut to the wide view of the players i paused it because i wanted oh, to see laughing. well most of them are most of them are laughing there were a couple guys i will say there were a couple guys that like throughout that whole little little scene with the keep it 100 thing they just were like deadpan like terrace marshall jr was not amused. I don't know what what's going on there. Maybe he's in the doghouse or something. But um, yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was great. And um, the other thing is, I'm a I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. I think mm-hmm. it's a it's you an too. amazing show. And when Frank Reich popped up, the you you got to believe, and then like talked about all the different things about like believing. Yeah. It made me think about that sign, uh, yeah. you know, in in Ted Lasso. Uh, but no, I just I thought overall it was really good. As a fan, I love having a peek behind the curtain. I love seeing what's going on, um, especially uh, those of us who are not able to be at uh, you know practices and training camp every day. We tried our best. Um, we we tried, uh, but it was just it was great to see some of that, some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I think the Panthers are doing a really good job of teasing some of this you know kind of like the uh the the drop drip drop approach of not giving us everything all at once you know spreading it out uh, over a period of time it'll be interesting to see if they do the same thing with yeah um you know the blueprint was out for like a week and then uh, number two and number three dropped real quick or something like that i remember like the the timing was it was not consistent across all three of the episodes yeah. no. um I'm going to hold out hope that they're going to do something cool uh, for Camp Confidential Part Two, but if they don't, mm-hmm. then then that's fine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, those are the those were the couple of things that that I that I took away, and they were more anecdotal. Um, and also, DJ Chark is pretty fun. I I, <laughs> I, I enjoy. Yeah, it. It's really I love DJ Chark. I love his interviews. What, like I told you that. But what about you? What did you? What were some? What were your takeaways? What stood out to you? Yeah. So a few. Um, I continue to be amused by Deuce Staley and Von Bell and them chirping at each other. I think that that's, uh, I, I tweeted this out. Um, this was last week. I think, uh, <laughs> I tweeted out like a little video clip, um, of, from the trailer to camp confidential where Deuce and Von are chirping at each other. Mm-hmm. And I said, Deuce Staley versus Von Bell is the greatest rivalry in sports. Tell me I'm wrong, because uh, it's it's so entertaining. Um, yeah, it is. I just love it. it. So that's great. Um, Sean Jefferson, the wide receivers coach, I love him. Um, he seems like an excellent coach. I didn't know a ton about him when we when he came on to the coaching staff, and it's really cool to kind of get to see, you know, behind the curtain, get to see, get to know some of these coaches a little bit better. 
Um, yeah. So Sean Jefferson was kind of heavily featured in the, in the episode, and um, he seems like an excellent coach. He's very involved. Um, he's very engaged. Yeah. He's intense. Um, that one drill that they were doing where he's like, compete, compete, compete eyes, yeah. eyes, 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 dog, dog, dog. It was crazy. Um, but I love that. He's him and Deuce Staley kind of similar, like very intense kind of coaches, the opposite of Frank Reich. So it's good that we have guys like that on the coaching staff that kind of, you know, counter the counter to Frank Reich's kind of calm, reserved nature. Um, yeah. Miles Sanders is kind of funny. Uh, he brought his game system. I think it was like an Xbox and <laughs> he brought that into his room and he yeah. was complaining about his Madden rating, which tells me, you know what? These players really do pay attention to that stuff. Like they care about their Madden ratings. So I saw, I can't remember where I saw it, uh, but the YouTube YouTube algorithm served me up some uh, show or episode of something where it was like, it was, they were asking the players to guess each other's ratings before the ratings had come out. And it was like, yeah. so what do you think this is? And then they, it was at the Jets practice. They put, they had, they printed out like poster board and put them up on easels with everybody's uh, ratings and then had people comment on them. And they would like go through and be like, oh, that was too low. You know, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was really interesting, like how they kind of seriously, they kind of take it. Um, but they took, they, uh, it was something I can't remember what it was. It was like a, it was like a kicker thing or something like that. And the ratings were done as though he was a tight end, and he was like a thirty. <laughs> it was like I don't I don't remember. I can't remember the circumstances, but it was yeah. like so they they asked him like, "What do you think you're rated?" He was like, "I don't know, maybe like a 40 <laughs> They're yeah. like a thirty-five or something. Uh, it was it was pretty funny, but like it was amazing how like all of the players were like, "No, I'm faster than that," you know, yeah. and uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, uh, so they, I, they care. I like seeing those. The the, the Manning uh, Madden rating stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Like he was, Miles Sanders was like, I mean, you know, they gave me an eighty six this year, but I mean, yeah. I was top five in rushing and touchdowns last season, so I feel like eighty six is kind of low. But maybe yeah, they take it personal. Not, yeah, they take it personal. He's like, they use it as motivation. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, use yeah, anything sure, you sure. can for motivation. Uh, so that yeah. was cool. I thought. Um, uh, there are a couple things about Bryce Young, like it, Keith Taylor, cornerback Keith Taylor, in one of his in his press conference was saying, like, as far as Bryce Young goes, he's like, you know what, like he kind of said it through gritted teeth, but he's like, we know, we know he's that guy, like he's he's been throwing some dots in practice, like he's been making some throws, so we we know he's good. Um, and then uh, Lavisca Chenault's like. Hey man, he's great. Like he's special. I can keep going. I can keep going on and on. Like you can tell he's got some stuff to him. So that was just kind of cool. Like it's kind of cool to see like, you know, Bryce Young's been there for a very short amount of time. And it just seems like the, everything you hear guys, they just know like, yeah, he's, he's the guy he's going. Well, to they've, be good. they've gotten to this level by being around a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Right. Like if you're, if you're playing in the NFL, you've played with a lot of different quarterbacks. Yeah, he played against a lot of different quarterbacks, and I think that for for these guys, they are the truest test of who we have on our team, right? Like, yeah. if you can catch them after maybe having a few drinks or something, where they're actually yeah. going to be completely honest with you, then like yeah. they know 
they know what kind of team we have and what kind of team we don't. Yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, we get to see the team that people can believe in. Uh, but at the end of the day, like they know, they, they know who they're lining up with and they know who they're lining up against because they played countless downs. Yeah. Right. Um, so if, <clears throat> and I know that to a certain extent, then like they have to say that, right. They can't say that, you know, they can't say that Bryce Young sucks. Um, well, yeah, but they don't have to say anything. They can ju- they could just if it was Sam Darnold back there still, you know, like they they could just kind of say some generic statements and kind of move on from the yeah. question. But like they're I feel like they're going out of their way. I know they're you know they're being asked some specific questions about Bryce, but they could just be like, yeah, yeah, he's been he's been good. But they're saying things like, nah, you know what? I can't lie. Like he's he's legit. Yeah. Like he's he's throwing some dots type of thing. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I they ha- they again they kind of have to say nice stuff. They don't have to go like over the top. But Lavisca Chenault is not going to help his plea for uh, passes if he's yeah. out there shitting on Bryce Young the entire time. That's like true. you well, know, you, it's just this is not you know what else you know what else is not going to help him uh, get more targets is him uh, not running his routes correctly. Because yeah. that's another thing I didn't even mention that uh, he was when we were down backed in, backed up in our own red zone. Um, yeah, he he didn't run the right route. Bri- Bryce yeah. threw the correct pass, and Lavisca didn't. Uh, well, but that's that's exactly what I was talking about before in terms of this is when those things are supposed to happen, right? Yeah. So they go back to the sideline. They'd be like, "Hey, man, I thought you were doing this. I thought I was doing this," and you talk it out, and then you're on the same page for the next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really the only good. other thing I'll mention about the camp confidential, and then we can kind of get to the last topic here is um, Frank Reich. I liked what he mentioned about the two-sided coin, um, you know, having a one and O mentality. So you're, you're shrinking what is a really big season into one week. Uh, you're also shrinking a week into a day. Uh, so, you know, you're always going into each day, you're going into each week, you're going into, you know, all of that, yeah. the one and O mentality, which I think is good. But he also yeah. mentioned, hey, the one and no thing, one and no mentality, uh, it can also be a trap because you're looking into the future. Um, you know, you, you're looking at, you know, it's not the present. You're, you're always constantly looking into the future and you have the mentality of I've got this as opposed to I've got to earn this. And so what, the last thing that he kind of said to the team was, we want to have an O and O mentality, which I thought was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool, yeah, like that kind of a cool concept. Like, hey, um, nothing's been decided. Um, you know, nothing that you've done in the past matters. Nothing counts. Nothing matters. Every single play that you're out there, you need to have an O and O mentality. It doesn't matter if you just scored a 90 yard touchdown on the last play. Every single play, you've got to prove, go out and prove yourself, whether you're a coach or a player. You need to approach every single rep, every single play, every single practice, you know, every single game as O and O mentality. And I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I like that. And it's kind of the similar to the old adage of how do you eat a elephant one bite at a time, right? Like, how mm-hmm. are you going to play yeah. this game? How are we going to play the season one play at a time? That's all. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is we're going to go out there every time and give us give ourselves the opportunity on this play or whatever to go one and O. And uh, yep. I really like that as well. I'm glad you yep. brought that up. I'd forgotten about it. Yep. All right. So um, let's just talk real quick. You want to talk about the Giants game this coming Friday? Um, yeah, let's do it. 
So it's interesting because we we talked about we talked about um, how much the offensive line struggled yesterday against the Jets, right? Uh, and the Jets have a really good defensive line. They have a lot of depth, and so you know it was it was a tough test, uh, but it's about to get tougher, at least according to PFF. I found an article from a few weeks ago um, from PFF where they ranked each team's uh, defensive line. The Jets uh, were actually ranked 14th, which I thought was not quite high enough or low enough, yeah. however you want to look at it. Um, I thought I thought maybe they'd be a little better than that. But the uh, the Giants were ranked ninth, so top 10. Mm-hmm. And here's what PFF had to say about the Giants' defensive line. Um no player improved as much as interior defender Dexter Lawrence did in 2022, ending the campaign as the second highest graded player at his position at a 91.6. Uh, Lawrence and Leonard Williams form arguably the best interior defensive duo in the NFL. The, this defensive line could enter the next tier if, if either of their young edge defenders, Kayvon Thibodeau or Aziz Ojolari, make a leap in 2023. So I point that out because our offensive line was terrible yesterday. We've acknowledged that. So they've got to, they've got to, you know, get their stuff together and they've got to come out swinging on Friday. Um, Cause they've got an even tougher test, assuming all the starters play for the giants. Um, they've got a really tough test coming up. So I'm very much looking forward to see um, kind of see how they perform with that. Uh, Another, I guess I'll just highlight a couple other things that I'm that I'm looking forward to with that game. Um, on offense, <clears throat> I would love to see them actually sustain a drive and score yeah. some points. That would be fantastic. Let's not have another goose egg. You know, I don't care if it's. Well, I say this. I, I said I was going to say I don't care if it's the first team offense or the second team or the third team. I, I would really like to see the starters, you know, sustain a drive and get get down there and score some points, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, preferably, preferably a touchdown. That would be great. Um, I just like, I would like to see some progress. Um, and w- to get there, to get to that point, Frank Reich and the coaches, they may meet, they may need to be a little bit less vanilla with their play calling. Cause he mentioned in his post game presser that yeah. you know, they were very, very vanilla as vanilla as you can get. Uh, so I would like to see that. And I mentioned the O line um, I would like to see the Bryce Young to DJ Chark connection during training camp was amazing. Uh, but I think DJ Chark only had in the limited amount of time that he played yesterday, he had one catch. It was a great play, but I would like to see, I would like to see a couple, couple deep balls, but the, but to do that, the offensive line has to give Bryce Young time to actually throw the ball. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eric was pointing at his watch for people who were just listening. Um, so, and then on over the defensive side, um, Dante Jackson, I would really like to see him continue to make strides and build off of his performance against the Jets because, you know, that that was such a confidence builder for him, I'm sure. So I really want to – I'm looking to see him come out and have another strong performance. Um, and then a couple young guys, just Amari Barno. I hope he has, comes out and has another solid game. That would be fantastic for his prospects of potentially making the team and then Jamie Robinson, who we mentioned. I really – I hope he comes out um, and just – I hope it's evident that he's 
playing with a little bit more effort and not giving up on plays. Even if you get beat, like, come on, man, you gotta, even if you get beat, you gotta keep, keep trying, you know, keep going. So um, those are kind of things I'm looking forward to anything on, on, on your end. Uh, I think we're oddly enough, kind of on the same page uh, with both of these. My two things were the offensive line and corners. (laughs) <laughs> okay. In terms of like you know people to people to watch, yeah, um, and was more groups, right? Because it really is about the individual groups being on the same page, the offensive line all being on the same page, you know, the the receivers and um, you know Bryce Young being on the same page. You know, do we have uh, the defensive line and the linebackers on the same page, right? Yeah. Corners and safeties, right? Like, so are these individual groups going to be able to to support each other and work together? Those are the things that I'm I'm super um, interested in seeing that the camaraderie and um, the chemistry kind of continue to grow. Yeah, there. Uh, offensive line, we just have to do better. We've talked about that. Uh, no, no reason to continue to discuss it ad nauseum. Uh, just it wasn't good. Everybody knows it wasn't. They know it wasn't. And um, you know, corners. I would, I would like to see how they continue to perform. Right. Yeah. We have, we've got some people coming back from injuries. We've got some, um, you know, some people coming in new on the uh, safety side of things. And right. so, just how is all that going to meld? I think that those are. Super, super important. Who knows if we're going to see I, – I think we would probably see Justin Houston just a little bit just because he's not really been on the field. Um, but Brian Burns, you know, who knows how that's going to end up going. I, I don't know. I don't feel like we need to see him. We know what he's capable yeah. of. Agreed. Um, it really is how does, he, how does all of it, it kind of start meshing together. We've talked about this from the very beginning of, a, of the podcast. Of We don't know what we have because there is right. every – thing is new like so much stuff is new yeah we don't know what we have we're i think that we need to um you know be a goldfish as uh they say in ted lasso and uh have a short memory um yeah. and they you know what is the what's the happiest animal it's a goldfish because they don't they you know they don't have any memory of bad stuff uh we need to do that we just need to be like hey you know what it was instead of us having a joint practice with the the jets uh this was our joint practice and that's how we're going to treat it. And we got our ass kicked and we know that and we need to be better next time. And it's up for the coaches to put in the good play, you know, the game plan, the good, um, you know, make the adjustments uh, and see what we can do against the Giants. Yeah. Um, you know, again, nobody's particularly happy with how the last game went. Uh, but hey, starting with the Giants, we're 0-0 and let's uh, let's see what we're able to do. Yep. Agreed. Oh, no. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's it for today. Right. Unless you have anything else. No, sir. All good. I think we're, we're in good shape. Okay. Yeah. Uh, podcast schedule moving forward. We mentioned this in the last episode. We will have uh, another episode coming out after the Giants game and then another episode after uh, the third preseason game. We have a couple of bonus episodes that are going to be coming out. We have some special guests on the horizon, which is super exciting. So be on the lookout for that. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, or for watching if you're on YouTube. If you haven't already, please check us out on YouTube where we really hope to earn your subscription. We will be back for another episode after the Giants preseason game, as I mentioned. Until then, keep purring and keep pounding.